Are you ready for some football? Welcome to another episode of This Goose is Cooked, where we review books intended for our future generations. Today's book, Good Night Football, by Michael Dahl, illustrated by Christina E. Forche, published by Capstone Young Readers. Before we get started, don't forget our very special celebrity tribute to the life of Jimmy Buffett tomorrow, so be sure to tune in. Now, football season has arrived, and what better way to celebrate than with this tome? Good Night Football is a bedtime tale that follows a little boy and his family to an amateur football game. How do I know it's amateur? The stadium is far too small. And, well, some of the players don't look like athletes. Will this boy have a gay old time out at the game? Or will he be stuck freezing his ass off in the stands, rooting for a team that's going nowhere? Well, get your tickets, grab your books if you got them, and let's get cooking. We open on a packed football stadium at night. What? This is no fun. Michael's completely skipped past all the tailgates and all the optimism fans have for their shitty team. Justin Fields is way better than Lamar Jackson. You should compare their stats after the first game. Really? His are way better. He's got so many weapons this year. He's gonna take us to the Super Bowl. What was your record last year? 3-14. and 14. Don't you think you should temper your expectations? Nope. We learn that the home team's name is the Grizzlies. Never heard of them. They must be in the north, because we see a family bundled up in the bleachers, sipping hot cocoa. They better hope no one gets up for the concessions. Excuse me? Oop, excuse me? Excuse me? Could you move it a little? Ah, my eyes! Just brutal. I'm sorry, it's not worth it to go freeze your ass off standing around watching your team lose in sub-zero temperatures. That's miserable. Yeah, you guessed it. I'm not the drunk idiot trying to get attention with his shirt off in the front row. It's not that cold! I digress. The whole stadium is packed and everyone is jacked. Must be the start of the season. And all the cool kids are playing in the band. Just go with it. And the cheerleaders are doing their very important thing. All while the team finally takes the field. And the crowd goes wild. We even get to watch the kickoff. Boy, that kicker is flexible. He belongs in the Rockettes. I don't know if I've ever seen a man kick a ball like that. For some reason, we skip ahead to a third down in one play. At what point in the game? We don't know. It's like we got stuck talking to some chick talking about her dog at the watch party. He's just so cute. I call him Mr. Whiskers. Woo! That was awesome! So cute. He's like my whole life. Do you have anyone like that? Whoa, that was so cool! Yeah. Really? Who? This game is so sick! 
Who? Huh? Who do you have that's your whole life? Oh, um... Hey, Danielle. How's Mr. Whiskers? Oh, thank you. I mean, I gotta go to the bathroom. I'll be right back. What did I miss? Like three touchdowns. Damn. Anyway, back to the Grizzlies game. It looks like the coach of the Grizzlies is a terrible play caller because he called a pass play on third and short. Boy, that doesn't show much confidence in your O-line. And what do you know? The quarterback is sacked. This quarterback's got to be terrible too. Pulling the old Justin Fields and holding on to the ball for far too long. Get the ball out. It's one yard. Unless your receivers are in wheelchairs, it shouldn't take that long. You know, if Michael didn't tell me this was a Grizzlies game, I would have assumed it was a Bears game. Quote, He shakes it off and gets up. The crowd yells, Hooray! End quote. What the hell are you cheering about? Your team's in complete disarray. I really thought only Bears fans would do this. Come on, guys. We gotta cheer louder. We really let him down on that last one. It's on us for not being supportive enough. Get your hands up and get loud. Hold your team accountable, would ya? Boo every once in a while. Hell, don't show up and pay for this garbage. They don't deserve your money. Sorry, it's just so frustrating. They must be going for it on fourth down because the team is all huddled up and waiting to hear the play. I think I found part of their problem. Only six guys are in the huddle. No wonder there's so much dysfunction. Wow, the team they're playing must be worse than they are, because they blow a coverage on fourth down and long, and they let them score a touchdown on a pass play. What a terrible game. This is like watching those old Bears-Lions games. Two teams fighting to see who's worse. And I gotta say, it's a real chess match between these two teams. They're going back and forth, really battling it out. And the game comes to an end, with the Grizzlies winning on a long rushing touchdown. Running the ball with time running out? What the hell is going on here? And to allow them to score on a run from that far out? Fire both of these coaches. But the Grizzlies fans are just happy with the win. And they all go nuts cheering. Though, they seem like they would even cheer if their team was getting whooped on and they got robbed at the game. The players are all shaking hands after the game now, and that same family that we saw all bundled up comes back into the picture. Their son decides he's going to say goodnight to the players, who don't notice him and are not thinking about sleep. They're thinking about slaying Tang after their big win. The boy then shouts goodnight to the coaches, as if it's past their bedtime. And it probably is with that play calling. But the boy continues. This sicko says goodnight to the cheerleaders. Get you some, boy! And then goodnight to the band, the bleachers, the fans, and the field. This boy just won't stop. He even says goodnight to the concession stand. Goodnight, and thanks for charging my dad $10 a beer. Those filthy thieves. Out in the parking lot, he warns the mascot 
that they're going to be back soon to waste even more money. And this is another example that tells me this isn't an NFL game. Because there's no parking lot fight going on around them. Hey, you pussy bitch. The grizzly sack. What did you just say? Take it back. They're my life. I just dropped my whole paycheck on this game. Why don't you come over here and say it to my face again? That grizzly sack. Listen, pal. Say what you want about my mother or my wife. But don't you ever disparage my team. Your wife's a how. That's more like it. And the grizzlies still sack. Why you? This is getting so repetitive now that Michael even runs out of ideas. Quote, Good night, goalposts. Good night, moon. End quote. Nothing like stealing a line right out of the famous book, Good night, moon. Mike's just doing what they do in football. If it works, take it. Well, the boy continues to say goodnight to random items as he's laying back in his bed. What? No brushing his teeth? And no getting into his PJs? Who are his parents? So the tale ends on the boy asleep in his bed holding a football. I see what's going on here. His parents only care that he turns into a cash cow playing football. What's the lesson to this one? Michael wants us to know that football games can be a lot of fun. They can also suck. Seeing all the commotion and being a part of a crowd can be exciting. A football game can even make you feel like you won something, even though you didn't. But it's also tiring, and that's too true. It'll make you want to go home and go straight to bed, especially if your team's the Bears. What do I think of Michael's work? He did a wonderful job portraying the excitement of the game, but I thought some of the plays he chose and the times at which they were called didn't really add up. He made the game too fake, and adjusting some of those calls would have been a simple fix. I don't know why he didn't just do it. As for turning it into a good night book, that also wasn't needed. It felt like he just didn't know how to end it, so he kept saying goodnight like a musician who kept taking curtain calls. It's over. Go to bed. Why not throw all that out and show the joy of winning and being a class act when losing? Hell, if he even cut to highly intelligent callers calling into radio stations. I loved the way we played smash mouth football and ran it on fourth and 15. We need to have our quarterback play both ways and show him how physical our team can be. That would have been much better. The good nights just cheapened it. As for Christina's pictures, they were stock pictures through and through, which also cheapened it. But I will say, they did one thing right, and showed the excitement in the stadium rather well. If you're thinking about bringing someone to a Bears game, and want them to have an understanding of what they're getting themselves into, with the rah-rah crap and bad play calling, hand them this. They may back out after... Or maybe not. On a scale from 1 to 5, I'm giving this book a 3.1. I'll have a heapin' helpin', but I'm stopping when I see my concessions bill. This goose is cooked. Join us next time for another in-depth book review.